You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time, uh, I don't know, pizza enthusiast. Part-time? Well, yeah. The time's over now. And full-time, uh, I don't know. Now I'm full-time keto, so no more pizza. How, how did your body even handle all the... Because you, you, you don't eat, like, carbs. I know. For, like a year or something or maybe more and then you just had like 18 different pizzas brought to your house all of which if i'm not mistaken contain carbs oh yeah it was good though it was good i i definitely felt some after effects but <laughs> now i'm i'm back on the on the healthy eating bandwagon with me as always is my good friend and fan of human fecal matter andrew patterson yeah yeah i mean like a I don't know if fan's the right word. I like, uh, I mean, it's a necessity, really. It's part of the circle of life, you know? One of the building blocks of many ecosystems, really. Shit and piss? Yeah. Maybe speaking not so of piss, I think it's pretty toxic. Speaking of shit and piss, well, but it's a good, uh, uh, what's it called? Deterrent? I don't know. You can use it to like ward off certain animals. Yeah, communicate things for yeah. sure. Ammonia. Maybe not among humans, but um, maybe also among humans, really, depending on. Anyway, yeah, yeah I feel like we're going to go on on a lot of tangents in this episode in yeah. a similar fashion. We're doing an all comic book episode. This week's Hidden Gem is a comic that I mentioned at the end of one of our other episodes. I picked it up on uh, a, tri- a trip to the east end of Canada, the eastern provinces, if <laughs> you will. End. And uh, it is by a local comic artist, Tyler Landry. Correct. Uh, I believe he is from, I want to say PEI, but I don't remember if that's where I picked it up. Uh, Anyway, the comic is called Shit and Piss. Uh, It's hard to say what the comic is about, but I'll try and give a bit of a synopsis. It is about a raw sewage plant many 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 years in the future after what i assume to be the downfall of mankind and like a post-apocalyptic potentially radioactive crazy world you know think think like um, a heavy Mm metal-esque thing going on and this uh suit this you know what was once a sewage plant has now the the shit and piss in the sewage plant has mutated into its own living organism and there is one i don't know main organism that controls the it's like a scent the factory itself is like sentient basically yes but the sentient being that controls the factory is essentially it's like a miniature god it is the god of that factory and it knows you know it's all seeing all knowing in the factory Mm -hmm. uh and then the story that is told to you is told to you by the factory. Yeah, it just narrates 
it's it, but it's you know what it reminded me of it reminds me of like uh, <clears throat> the musings in uh, Tree of Life mm-hmm. you know about uh, it's just sort of like there's four parts I think there's four parts yeah and uh, they're not there's sort of, uh, I mean, there's kind of a narrative. Each one has its own narrative, but it's it seems almost more like a commentary on like, you know, the circle of life, yeah, or like you know ca- the nature of like chaos, like chaos versus order, right? Or like life finds a way, like all this kind of stuff, but told with the most. The illustration is beautiful. Yeah, it's all black and white. It's like. I'm a huge fan of this type of illustration in like any like zine, comic, whatever, even like traditional sort of hero books. Like yeah. Very detailed, you know, um, sort of like Steve. I mean, it's not the same thing, but like Steve McNiven mm-hmm. before color is applied to his work, like just like very detailed pen and pencil type stuff. Right. But uh, it's repulsive. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. There is... <clears throat> it's definitely Just disgusting. Some fucking nasty shit in this comic. Like there is a, I was describing a few moments ago a full on, like, just fucking money shot of a pooping sphincter, like a yeah. of like a like just a butthole with poop coming out of it. At least once. Yeah, but there's also many allusions to, uh shit coming out of a butthole that isn't oh yeah actually shit. like it might be just sewage coming out of a out of a pipe or whatever the situation oh, is yeah. there's just a lot of you know allusion to the act of shooting and or pissing yeah it's crazy it's crazy because you probably even us describing it you're just like this is what a dumb thing but yeah. like when you're reading it you're like wow this is pretty good like it's like actually it's like a very interesting it's very compelling. Like, oh, what, yeah, you, you, you know, keep you're like, reading it. Right. We're but, back. Batteries back in action. Yeah, it's uh, just like some really nasty shit. There's, uh, but it's compelling. It's it, compelling. It for it's hard to explain because uh, it is one of those things that you kind of have to read. But I think the first story does well and to bring you into the whole sort of idea of the entire situation. So the, the initial story that it tells is about this, um, entity, this godlike entity creates its own, it's essentially bored and creates life in the, uh, or it's, I should say creates a new version of life outside of the ones that are just roaming around in this, uh, treatment plant. It creates, you know, its own version of life and kind of watches it evolve. Mm -hmm. And then at one point it's just like, no, I've made a mistake. And like, essentially attempts to kill it off. Yeah. It's, uh, I think the one that nothing in this really bothered me. No, except for the one where they, the two organisms like mate, the mother and child and the father. Yeah. That was like fucking so weird. Like I, like I, I was just like reading it and I, like the, like the weird, like poop babies, Yeah, you know, like, like there's just a lot of, we- they're like eggs that have like a, and then like, I don't know, it, it was just gross. And then like at the end, essentially to give you the, the Coles notes, two organisms are bonding over a disgusting piece of like rotting 
flesh or something like that or poop or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they, in a moment of ecstasy, uh, mate, if you will. And it's all drawn. Like it's right there on the page for you. Yeah. And then the female organism sort I don't, it's hard to describe even what they are. Cause they all just look kind of like amorphous kind of human, but like weird zombie, just Almost like, like weird. rancor, rancor-esque like in the star Wars, like yeah. you're kind of, but like made of poop. Yeah. It's really gross. Yeah. Uh, and then there's all kinds of other weird monsters, but anyway, it becomes pregnant, gives birth, which is also drawn and is just like really gross. Everything, just imagine everything we're saying is just really disgusting, rendered in like disgusting detail. Yeah. But then the eggs or whatever are stolen by some other thing or maybe even the same thing that made it with, I can't even remember, some other thing and like to, to eat them or something. No, I I think it's, I think it's the, the father yeah like eats the eggs and then yeah. the mother just goes n- she crazy just, with ju- grief yeah tears a, a bunch of stuff up and then just jumps into like a bottomless pit yeah and it, there's just like a really bleak story but also just like everything is so disgusting mm-hmm. and then there's one that's about a little civilization living i don't know there's just like all kinds of like right and the last one kind of explains how this god being came to be yeah which is uh an interesting bow on the whole thing. Anyway, I thought it was really good. What did what were your sort of overall impressions? Would you recommend it to somebody? Yeah, I think so. Especially somebody that's into like alternative stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh probably wouldn't recommend it to somebody that uh exclusively reads Frank Miller DC comics. You would never girl over and she's like, Oh, you read comic books? You're like, Yeah, here, check this one out. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on the girl. I guess so. I don't, I mean, I, anyway, it's like, it's, I thought it was super original. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of even just the cover. I like the colors. It's sweet. And then I, I love the art. It's like just, I don't know. It's like a well executed book. That's it. That's all there is to it. Like four par- I assume it was maybe originally released as four separate like zines or something locally. Cause I think that it's somewhere it says collected in this or something. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. It's uh if you saw his name on something else, would you oh, want, yeah. would you want to pick it up? For yeah. sure, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. There's just something about it, like to me, it's the most interesting because of how repulsive the subject mm-hmm. matter is. But he's found a way to make it like you don't want to put it down. You're like, oh yeah. shit, what's gonna happen? I read what's it almost happen? in one sitting. Yeah, I think um, the thing that I always, not always, but a lot of the time, I think about when I read like indie comics. Mm-hmm is like how much I would love to see these people treat a more mainstream like hero book. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Like I would love to see like it kind of, it kind of has shades of swamp thing. I don't know. Have you ever read swamp thing? Like Alan, the Alan Moore run on swamp thing. Like I would love to see a more maybe like horror driven comic book character. Uh, like an arc written by Tyler Landry. I don't know. I have, you know, obviously I have no idea if any of these, the creators that do indie comics have any interest in, you know, in some cases I'm sure they do indie comics because it allows them to express their ideas a little bit more freely, but I don't know. It's just like, it's cool to see because you read both books and, and you know, in, in, or both style of book. And in, on the one hand, they're very, 
uh, formulaic, you know, you mm-hmm. can have your favorite writers, but overall it's sort of like, you kind of know what you're getting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I th- would definitely pick something else up by him. Are yeah. you, are you trying to find out if he's got other stuff that we could? Yeah. Well, I it didn't occur to me until we were just talking about it just now, whether or not I would want something. Uh, well, no, I didn't, I just didn't think to look whether or not there was anything else out there for me to read. Apparently there is a, uh, uh, comic it's, it's vile number one and the title of it is the coward's hole so i imagine maybe vile is like a a series of collected stories and okay. the, the first story is uh the coward's hole interesting uh like comics anthology yeah i'm guessing anyway i would love to uh to check more of it out because yeah i was uh a big fan of uh of shit and piss interesting very interesting so now we go from small indie to i don't know major mainstream i suppose wait which one are we going to are you gotta love it for the week okay which is all-star batman and robin the boy wonder by frank miller and jim lee the legend frank miller uh, I mean, yeah, depending on who you talk to. So I think that this was kind of funny because this wasn't so much a, a recommended to us by anybody we know or I, anybody that uh, listens to the pod. But uh, one of our, I think probably consensus top five, you got to love it, that we've ever done is yeah. that Frank Miller comic. Easily the worst comic we've ever done. Easily, but I think it probably would sneak up there for me, just because it like there's for on so many levels. I found it offensive on so many levels. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, by Frank Miller, and that was sort of an introduction to me. Holy terror. Yeah, holy terror. It was an introduction for me because I have other Frank Miller books that I have enjoyed. Right. I think you everyone. Know, Batman, like can old, point like, to uh, some. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Year One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did he do the, the Killing Dark, Joke? Dark Knight. No, I don't. I don't know. Or the Dark Knight Returns. He did the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is yeah. The, he just like he's he's a story comic book creator. Sin City, of course. Yeah. Um, if for some if somehow you're unfamiliar with his oeuvre, but uh, anyway, he kind of at least for me, I didn't know that what he was like outside of comic books sure. until we read Holy Terror. Anyways, I was reading a list of uh, just worst this this kind of funny list about worst comics ever, and uh, I'll start Batman and Robin. The boy I wonder what's on that list, uh, according to this this one guy. Of course, I gotta agree with a lot of the things he said. He basically just sums it up in about a paragraph on this website. But I wanted to kind of like uh, expose us to this ourselves. And obviously, the point is to try to find good things about something that is loathed. Right. But um. Yeah, so it's written by Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. All the All Star books in DC are like reimaginings or retellings of like of stories of characters that you know you know like All Star Superman. All Star Superman's incredible, by the way. All Star Superman is the uh, yeah is an example of it done really well. So when it's I Frank when Quietly. I heard about this, I was all in on like oh yeah okay if there's an All Star version of of uh, Batman and Robin, then I'm, I'm very into checking out what it's all about. Yeah. Well, uh, 
yeah did you do any other when i was like this is are you got a load for the week did you do any uh any uh further research into what it was no where'd you get it bmv uh no i got it at uh online crazy yeah i mean because i couldn't i couldn't get it through any other means like i didn't couldn't find it um you know locally or even uh pirated in any way so i immediately took to uh amazon.com and decided okay well i guess i own this now so you know what's funny uh is that all-star batman and robin is actually the first all-star book really all-star superman followed it and apparently there's another all-star batman book yeah i think it's just sort of like there it's just a uh you know it's like uh i don't really know how to describe it it just allows them it's like the ultimate comics in marvel right you know um so I'm not going to talk about All-Star Superman because we're here to talk about All-Star Batman and Robin. But the point is that one is written by Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley, both also very highly regarded creators in the comics universe. And it is like universally loved. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost anybody you talk to who likes comics loves it. This is is another All-Star duo, you know, uh, hence All-Star, Frank Miller and Jim Lee. Jim Lee probably most famous for to me most famous for maybe 90s x-men yeah like you know when i when i was really getting on board with comics which is interesting because we talked about kind of how i feel about jim lee yeah it's like i can respect what he's done but i do not really like his art even though it was sort of the art that introduced me to comics he's also probably the quintessential 90s artist he's clearly talented don't get me wrong yeah i can fucking draw i just like it's just not really I don't know. I've just moved past it very quickly, I think. And I'm just like craving something different because I felt like all comics kind of understandably looked like that. Anyway, so he's the artist. Then Frank Miller um, brings his, I don't know, what would you, non-politically correct? Well, it's not even this is non-politically correct, but like... It kind of is. (laughs) But uh, No, but it's not... Batman calls a child retarded. Right. (laughs) But it's not just that is what I'm trying to say. Like... it it uh his style is is a lot um how do i put this edgy yeah like he's he's um unhinged his characters are always seem to be slightly off kilter yeah you know and but you know the interesting thing is that reading holy terror and now this has made me look at some of his other books in a different light like Sin City. Well, but I I think that maybe Holy Terror is solely responsible because if, it, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. But like if you just read this on its face, you wouldn't. I don't know that you would necessarily be like, this book is wholly irresponsible and, you know, whatever. It, like his version of Batman in this story is not um, not unheard of. Well, let's. I just want to get this out of the way before we start talking about the things we like. Because I think that, uh, you know, this came out in the early 2000s, I think. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to say, you know, it's like it's like when we talk about, uh, you know, there's that moment in Bill and Ted where they see each other after they were like separated and they hug and then immediately push each other away and call each other fags. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, oh, I don't remember that being in this movie. Right. And it's kind of not an excuse, but you'd say it's of its time, you know, because like, you know, that type of humor, you know, like gay jokes or, you know, like it's like, uh, we talked about it also 
I think we referenced mid nineties recently. I, I had seen it uh, mm-hmm. when we did the, the TIFF TIFF episode and like that movie does a very good job of sort of portraying how kids at that time talked right? with all of the, you know, positives and negatives that go with it. To me now, I just feel like Frank Miller's writing is not that it's just tone depth. Like he is one of those people that just either is unwilling to accept because he thinks it's like, you know, too liberal or something. Right. Or doesn't realize that like, there are certain things that are just like unacceptable for like different reasons. Okay. And so now when I think about, you know, Sin City was like famous because it was so shocking, right? That was the right. whole point. Uh, and when I was like younger and, you know, they, then, then they made the movies, it was just like, oh yeah, cool. It's like, it's like comics on fucking, you know, like comics on drugs, like super hardcore, like R rated shit. But right. now I'm just like, I think he just like, is just kind of like an inappropriate dude. Like not, you know, it's like it, but I guess it's like at the time he was pushing the envelope. Now the envelope's way past that, you know, like there, yeah, there, maybe. there are better versions of that same thing now, but at the time there, I don't know that there was. Yeah, I get, I get that. I just, I guess what I'm getting at is that I think that like it's, it goes with him now, like looking back, I just feel like it goes beyond pushing the envelope right. at the time. It seemed like pushing the envelope because there maybe wasn't a lot of things like that. But in mm-hmm. retrospect, especially having read some of his other stuff, you're like, oh, that's just the way he is. Like, right. he's not, he wasn't like somebody that was just like, I don't really, this isn't who I am, but I want to write a story that pushes these boundaries. Right. It's just sort of like he was just like, you know, like, it just seems like it comes very naturally to him. You know, even even the parts in this story with Black Canary. Right. It just, it to me, it comes off as like unnecessary, you know, like you could, especially given ha- I've, having read some of his other Batman stories, it's like you could very easily get this idea across without going to these lengths, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's just sort of, so that's enough about that because obviously we're here to talk about the things we like, but I, I, I will say that I liked, <laughs> maybe because I, I'm kind of more of a Marvel guy, but I liked how much he points out the you know it's like self-aware it's like self-aware batman universe Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so one of the things i really like is his in this comic is his portrayal of of batman as being like an absolute lunatic yeah like he he's he's rational enough when it comes to crime fighting but when it comes to just I don't know, dealing with people and doing anything. Like he's always talking to himself and laughing and all the other characters are like, what is this guy talking about? Like what, what is going on here? And I I feel like uh, not that the portrayal is realistic, but there's a version of this where that would be a more realistic version of who would, Uh, would take up the reins as being Batman. Yeah. A traumatized billionaire, Mm -hmm. multi-billionaire who's driven to take to vigilantism to take, belong to his own hands it makes almost more sense that he would be insane which right. i think is what made other stories like uh you know kick ass and uh particularly movies also like um super you know where that's kind of like you're like oh yeah that makes a little bit more sense even watchmen right. which came, obviously is the fucking 80s like came way long before but the idea that like these people are not uh they're not okay. They're not okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just love like I love all of the the barbs where like people would just be like the Batmobile. Like, 
what kind of idiot call you know like yeah yeah and he's just like shut up that's the name yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it's called fucking stop just like leave it leave it be right you know and like the bat cave like the uh, other than the fact that it pushes him to call him retarded which right. is just like kind of a just sticks in my craw like the whole fact that robin yeah he's like just like annoying to him so much he's like this is gonna be great i've got a great idea but he's kind of, he hasn't really thought it through maybe but then when he's actually saddled with this kid and like the kid instead of being this just like boy ah shucks howdy like protege yeah is just like I, the way a kid would be he's yeah. just like ah this is pretty cool right and he's just like that's eh, okay and batman's just like what the fuck is wrong with you like yeah this this you could fit a football stadium in this cave i've got fucking robot dinosaurs and like stealth jets and stuff and the kid's just like mm, you know i've seen better that was pretty funny yeah so but i think that a lot of what we're talking about is the the um sort of character behavior in the comic is actually decent not not even decent it's actually like pretty good you know because we haven't really seen a, uh and it's, it's very indicative of like 90s slash 2000s kid where it's just like yeah it doesn't matter like whatever man <laughs> you know like tr- liking things isn't cool so you're yeah. just like eh. <laughs> everything sucks right but we haven't seen that version of of robin the completely unhinged psychopath version of batman we've kind of seen it but this is not as dark it's more like uh you know raving lunatic on the on the street corner type of insanity as yeah as opposed to like this like psycho killer i mean there's a couple moments like when there's a moment where green lantern gets his like larynx like his throat gets collapsed and they have to trach him with like a fucking the broken off tip of like a a nerve gas grenade or something it's right but even that is interesting because batman's taught robin to fight Mm -hmm. but hasn't taught him any self-control and doesn't realize until that moment because it's actually robin who collapses yeah Green Lantern's throat. The problem with the with the comic is it's just so disjointed. All of these things don't add up to one good story. There's just a, they just plop a bunch of characters down and say, "Here are these characters. Here's something that's kind of happening," and it just jumps around from person to person. It's almost like um, you know an, an ensemble casts TV show. Imagine trying to condense an entire season of a show into one episode. And it's just like trying to follow all these characters, but there's not enough time to tell any one story. So you're just like, I have no idea what's happening here. Right. And yeah, so there's... ultimately, I think that's why it falls flat. And of course, there's a lot of inappropriate behavior and the, the depiction of women isn't great. But I <laughs> I don't... Isn't great. Yeah. I don't necessarily fault this specific book for that because I feel like around this time, there was a lot of pretty you know, not great. You female superheroes. There's like, you know, it's like the classic meme that's online. Although usually it's about RPG characters, but like the better sort of armor you get, the better sort of uh, costumes you get. It's like skimpier and skimpier and whatever more buxom as opposed to like utility. Yeah. Right. And this comic definitely falls into that category. Yeah. Like I, it's, this. it's weird how there's almost like a, I'm empowering women in black canary. And when wonder woman shows up, you're like, Oh, but like it just falls sh- like short, you know, it's yeah. like the empowerment is that they're kicking the shit out of guys. But like, 
I don't know. It, it, just the way it's written, like you're just, it, it is very similar to like Sin City characters. Yeah. Actually, like the way that the at least those two specifically are written, where it's like, you know, I would definitely say that there's like way worse examples of people who are just like blatantly or obviously, it's like over the top chauvinism. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, we're not just, quite at like dead or alive volleyball level just yet. No, but even that, even that feels like a little bit more playful. This is like, there's like some sort of like, I'm not saying that it's, it's better. I'm just saying it's like, it, it just feels like almost like harmless in its stupidity. You know, it's just like so vapid that it's just like, yeah. you know, whereas this, it's like when, when you're introduced to Wonder Woman and she's walking through Metropolis and she's just like fucking men. I mean, there's not, nobody says fuck in this comic, but she's just like men. Like talk, talking about how they ruin the world and like the stink of men and like she calls that guy a sperm bank and it's like all this stuff and you're just like I I don't know it's just not like I don't I couldn't I can't even place what it is but yeah. um I don't know it definitely had some interesting uh, I one thing that I did love even though I was talking about uh, how I'm not a huge fan of his art is that fold out of the Batcave yeah I spent like. It was like a Where's Waldo. Like I spent a lot of time looking at that. Like I it's a very just cool concept too. Oh yeah, it's so sweet. So uh, in the middle of this comic, when Robin is first introduced to the, the Batcave, there's actually it's almost like a poster, but it's yeah. attached. Uh, it's like four pages mm-hmm. that all fold out, and the other side is just black. Yeah, but it folds out and it shows you like a, a panoramic view of the Batcave, and yeah. it, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's great. Um. Just, the, you know, it, I had a lot of same questions as Robin. Like, why does he have some of this stuff, you know? And I kind of wanted to know more, but like, right. it was just like, it was a really good, um, took me back to like being a kid and pouring over, you know, every detail. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it takes like a very specific artist or book for me to do that. Yeah. Like I mostly just absorbing the art at face value. Like, yeah, this looks great. It's, uh, you know, I can appreciate it, but it's been a long time since I was just like, oh yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Civil War was like that a lot. There'd be all these huge, you know, any real, any of the like major arcs where it's like there's somebody illustrates like fucking like sixty guys and girl, you know, sixty characters on a page fighting right. on a spread, and you're just like, oh man, I got to see every inch of this. Like who's who's up against who? Like what's happening here? All the little background details. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool, and I think that um, from a I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Like just the sort of foundational perspective, like Jim Lee's art is like, it is crazy. I think like for me, like if you take some of the color out of it and you look at like the pencils, Mm -hmm. you know, or even just the inks, like it's even the cover. We have the comic here, the cover, like this, this like aerial three point perspective shot of Gotham city. Right. is cool. There's definitely like an iconic feel to his work because like, to your point, I guess he was such a trailblazer. So many people were inspired by him and it was very much the, the trend for art to follow in those days. But, right. um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, but it wasn't, so it wasn't terrible though. Right. Like I'm not no. r- running out and telling people like, go buy this comic, but no, not the worst. You know, yeah, I, I don't no, even I think it even comes close to what I would consider the worst. I don't know what the worst is. Like Holy Terror is definitely Marvel is a higher than this on the on, on, on shit list. On, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, because this is like Holy a, Terror is definitely worse. at least slightly coherent, right? The other two yeah. are, but I think part of that is also because even though it's a different take on them, we are familiar with 
pretty much every character in it. So there's almost like a cachet that like you, you know what to expect maybe what to kind of expect and see what the twist is. Sure. So you're coming into it with like a fair amount of foundation. You're like, okay, I know Batman. I know Robin. I know the original story. Even people that don't read comics generally know the story. Right. You know, and it's just sort of like, so they're already kind of starting with an advantage. It's not like a completely original property where you're just like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Mm Because can you imagine what this would be like if it was just about, because then it would be really random and really disjointed because it was discontinued or whatever. Like it would just yeah. be like, who are all these people? How are they all connected? Right. But anyway, that's kind of beside the point. That's not, that doesn't really matter. You know, like it's it, I would agree that it's not, it's definitely not the worst comic that we've read. No. Um, it has redeeming. There's lots of, lots of redeeming things here. I would even go so far as to say there are probably people that are like huge DC or fans of DC comics characters that yeah. would like, like this like they would enjoy reading this you know yeah i mean uh, there's certain there's certain takes i mean we've said it a bunch of times already but there's certain takes on certain characters that were interesting they're just this the actual storyline of the comic itself is just not good that that's where it falls flat if it if it had a good story to follow that went along with these characters Mm -hmm. it would be a good comic but there's just yeah it's it's bizarre I mean, I understand that, like, I guess the A storyline is Batman taking in Robin, but nothing happens as far as that's concerned. The only part that is remotely interesting is when he realizes he's created a weapon but hasn't taught it any restraint. That's the only part that's like... It's sort of like uh. the driving force is, like, he wants a sidekick, but he's also trying to sort of figure out why why Dick Grayson's parents were killed in the first place. Right. But, like, that's... Again, that's like kind of a a real loose uh, loose end. Like yeah. at, by the end of the book, because again, I I mean I don't know. You say, I, you it has something to do with the Joker, but they don't really go any further than that. Yeah, who has a I don't know if that was supposed to be Harley, but like his one of his like assistants is just like a topless woman with like a buzz cut and swastikas over her nipples. Oh yeah, yeah, bizarre. Not explained. What the fuck? One of life's great mysteries. <laughs> All right. That's crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about one more comic, or I should say Andrew is mostly going to talk about one more comic because I already kind of talked about it. It was my suggestion a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago maybe, a comic called God Country mm. uh, about a father who has uh, an older son and the son has a child. The son and his family, uh, his wife and his child, have come to take care of the father has Alzheimer's uh, in a d- very destructive manner. Uh, a sword falls to earth from the heavens uh, and restores the memories of the father slash grandfather. And, um, you know, they start to live happily ever after, except the God who dropped the sword has decided that he wants it back. And the grandfather slash father doesn't want to give it back. And that's essentially the story. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was kind of a an allegory, an allegory for yeah, for Alzheimer's. Yeah, and I think just acceptance and loss and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I read it pretty fast. Yeah, you can go through it pretty quickly. It for was sure. uh, it was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I think that um, almost what you were saying about like a TV show being condensed into one episode i almost wanted to see a little bit more because it felt like the whole thing where like the god of the underworld 
like one of, so the god very much in like a very traditional pantheon he's got like a son who's the god of war and then he's got like a son who's the god of death when he like comes and kidnaps the do- like i almost wanted to see a few more children like yeah gods or you know or just like something that was like a little because it felt just kind of like he was like i got the sword i'm going to the underworld and kill this guy and get your daughter back and then i'm just going to go fight the the big baddie and, right. and his God of war son who's in the way. But that's a very small grievance. Like that doesn't, by no means does that ruin the story. It's just, it was so good that I wanted yeah, there it, to it, be it, more. It's you interesting know? that you say that because that my, uh, my, my one grievance is also the same. I don't know if it's particularly, I mean, more in that section would have been fine, but just more in general, I'll, it moves very quickly because it's all self-contained in one volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, just even seeing the family sort of live with uh, or him discovering his powers more or whatever, like drawing it out a little bit longer, I think would have been interesting. But because it's an image, you know, sort of it's like a one off one hitter graphic novel, I assume that they just like, you know, it's like a director getting to make a movie like he, he got this opportunity and he wasn't going to leave it on a cliffhanger just in case it didn't work out or whatever. Yeah. I, I suspect. Yeah. Uh, but you liked it? Yeah, it's great. I would definitely recommend it. Um, again, like we do, I feel like we do largely, well, I mean, it's a pretty good balance. I think that like um, more now than ever, mm-hmm. there for, for non-Japanese or a, I suppose non-Asian audience, there's like a comic for everybody. And I think that even with like how ubiquitous, like, you know, like superhero and comic book movies are like two thirds of the movies come out. Most people don't even realize that a lot of movies that are just dramas are like based on comics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that still a lot of people are very hesitant. They think things are, ch- in fact, not, I'm not like calling anybody out. It was kind of like a, a pleasant surprise, but on buns recently mm-hmm. there was that post where somebody posted, um, V for vendetta. Right. And they were just like, Hey, I ordered this book and I didn't realize it was a comic, which obviously for me i'm not going to be like an asshole about it but it's crazy you know like that's like uh it's like a wake-up call for me that like there are some of the you know like things like watchmen v for vendetta i can't even really think of any other examples right now maybe ghost world or something but there are things that it's just like absolutely it's very much like that is like one of the most highly regarded or well-known comics like of all time yeah you know what i mean and it's like uh, I guess they had just like erroneous. They were like, oh, this looks cool. Or maybe they saw the movie. Saw the I movie, don't know what yeah. it was, but they thought it was just a book and it came and it was a comic and they were just like, what the fuck? But um, they were looking to trade it, but like it wasn't really clear in the post until the very end where it was like, oh, like I want to trade it for like more things like this because I didn't, because I really liked it. Yeah. So I think there's still a lot of people out there that are very dismissive um, or just like, ignorant of what yeah, comics have to, op- yeah, yeah. have to offer and like to me it seems the the industry overall i mean i don't know how from a publication or print perspective but it's thriving like when you go to stores now there's like more you know like image is putting out the amount of different stories they're they're putting out is insane right uh obviously with hero books it goes up and down like it's kind of annoying how quickly they give up on things but this book god country is like a great example of like something that would be for somebody that's in between it has enough like traditional elements of like action and you know like sort of the old uh i don't know 
fucking again just like cornerstones i guess of like com- comic books tradition traditional comic books right like sort of high fantasy elements yeah and, and like just you know it's it's out there but because it's grounded in like a very real um very vulnerable story mm-hmm. uh it's very cool i think it'd be like a great jumping on point for a lot of people and it's contained in one volume that's not particularly it's not like dense it's not like a fucking it's not like Watchmen. You right. know, like reading Watchmen is like a, a commitment. It's basically like reading a novel. There especially if you're reading it with all of the like added stuff. Yeah. I still recommend it, of course, but um how could yeah, you it's not? Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of recommendations, my recommendation for the week on theme with this whole rigmarole is the DC streaming service television show Titans. Fuck. It is. <laughs> you didn't. I did not see that coming. We didn't Sup- talk about this at all before yeah. recording. Okay. Surprisingly good. I've watched. I think there are five episodes out now, and I've watched five, or there's four, and I've watched four. It could have been four. And I will say there was one that was almost bizarre in its sort of departure from the rest of the episodes that I'd seen. Like one of them kind of almost feels like a. Um, Guillermo del Toro-esque romp. Crazy. But but then the rest of them are just like this dark, gritty, whatever. But I will say this because DC has had a lot of misses. I love everything that they've done uh, animation-wise. I've loved. Even we we did the, the Batman Ninja. And it's insane and bizarre, but I loved that they made it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love everything about it, but I love that it, it's a thing that happened. Like mm-hmm. they obviously took a chance. So when I say that I don't like DC properties, it's not the animation that I'm talking about. It's just the general, you know, return of Superman and whatever. All of those are okay at best, right? Like the mm-hmm. best one has just been like, oh, that wasn't bad, yeah. right? That That's as good as it has gotten. And I think that this, this Titans... Other than Dark Knight. Well, oh yeah, of course. That just yeah. kind of goes without saying. Whenever you have this conversation, it's so bizarre because the Batman series. I think some of the Batman, anyway, like the first two Batman and Batman Returns, and then of course all of the, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. Ones, yeah, uh, I for whatever reason in my mind is just not part of this conversation. I just should be, I guess. Those are those are the pinnacle of DC films, and then everything else. To, you just need to find that again. Everything else Somehow. is just okay. Yeah. But this show is good. It's not... I'm not losing my shit over it, but I like that it is, you know, violent and bloody and and an interesting reimagining of characters because those these characters, like the, the quote-unquote Teen Titans, aren't... We're, we're never really all that, like, dark or sinister mm-hmm. or brooding. I mean... Certain elements like Robin was has always been sort of brooding sans Batman, mm-hmm. but the way that they tell the story, like especially the whole Raven thing, it's just like she's got a um, a demon living inside her, and her powers are not powers; it's like a curse, mm. you know. And so it it's done in a in an interesting way that is compelling. And and it doesn't feel it doesn't fall flat like Justice League or one of these things where you're just like I don't care about any of these characters. Mm-hmm. I think you almost immediately care about these characters, which is kind are of. You, are you stoked for Aquaman? 
that's going to be a we watch it so you don't have to for sure. You know what I am stoked for though. I that I think <laughs> we'll just breeze right by that. That I think will be good. No, no, no. It's it's related. Shazam. Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I the preview. I was like, ah, oh, this looks kind of funny. Uh, well, we'll see. And I and we'll I don't see. I don't mind Zachary Levy. That's yeah. that's the guy, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the from Chuck or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, uh, I have high hopes. Cool. I haven't I haven't uh, watched that show at all. Mm-hmm. I mostly blame Marvel for DC's recent woes because I think that they've been, from a marketing standpoint, they're being driven a little bit more by business and like trying to catch up to what marvel's created you know Mm -hmm. because the thing now is to have a cinematic universe whether it's monsters wizards godzilla wizards but yeah exactly like that's just like the new if you're making something that's a big budget movie that's what you're doing fucking even m night Shyamalan is doing it you know what i mean so i think that marvel is you know for for better for worse and like with some that are less successful fucking nailed it Mm-hmm. Like they are just like firing on all cylinders and have been for basically a decade. Like it's just been so steady. And I think that like DC is really, they, they really were nailing it like the Nolan Batman movies. And then I think Superman, they tried to keep that feeling because it was so successful. Right. But like they weren't, I don't know. They just floundered a little bit, I think. And it really, and then really started just like fucking throwing shit at the wall you know like very right. much like a fucking fox with x-men you know just like really being just like okay well we have these properties and like marvel's putting out like three movies a year and like it's this continuous universe so let's fucking do let's do this let's do superman let's start building justice league out let's do a fucking suicide squad let's get you know so anyway whatever that's enough about that oh but the new suicide squad potentially yeah james gunn yeah also did you see the trailer for dark phoenix is there a new one? Because I've seen the trailer for it, but I haven't seen... I think there's like a longer one now. Oh, okay. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Detective Pikachu? Uh, I saw that it exists. We're watching it after this recording because I have fucking so much to say about this movie and we should definitely make it an episode. Because it's not... I haven't obviously haven't even seen it. The trailer just came out, but... Fine, I just Whatever. We'll, we'll put a pin in that. Um, What's my your recommendation? Re- my recommendation... Because I think I've already recommended it many times, mm-hmm. or at least once, uh, is an ongoing comic currently by uh, uh, Mark Miller called The Magic Order. Never heard of it. Okay, then I guess I haven't recommended it. Uh, as some people may or may not know, depending on how much of a nerd they are, uh, Netflix signed a deal with Mark Miller. He's like an imprint. Um, called Miller World, which mm-hmm. is like all of his properties, like all of his intellectual property and comics he's created. He signed a deal with Netflix where they're going to be making going forward. They basically, I don't know the specifics of the deal. Like they purchased the rights to make TV, sh- like Netflix shows of all of his existing properties. And mm-hmm. like he's going to specifically make purpose built comics going forward that will be turned into Netflix shows. Right. So the first comic post deal that's been coming out on Image is called The Magic Order. And I love it (laughs) it is so sweet it's like four issues out what's it about uh, it's basically the way i would describe it is like harry potter Mm -hmm. meets the sopranos meets uh 
I don't know, like Hellboy kind of. Okay. It's kind of hard to... Like a world within a wor- our world? and Yeah, it's basically like about... Uh, no, okay, I've got a better one. Sorry. Let, we'll do it this way. It's like Harry Potter meets John Wick. Oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, much like Harry Potter, there are magicians that you, or people that have the magical abilities and mm-hmm. they use wands, right? Um, but it's very dark and it's more like an organized crime story. Like there's sort of like families and groups um, and there's like a lot of infighting and there's all of these different like, uh, uh, but it, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to give too much away because honestly part of the fun is like reading it and like turning the page and being like, oh fuck. But it's basically follows this one family so there's the patriarch, who's kind of like a high-ranking uh, in the in the magic order, so to speak, and then he has three children. Uh, he has two sons, one of whom kind of is like a bit of a playboy. He runs a club. Um, all of them by by day do jobs that would be like magi- You know, one of them has like a Broadway show. One of them is like a club and more like a fucking Chris Angel kind of guy. Yeah. One of them is uh, the daughter is sort of like just sort of like the the waster like she just sort of is like an alcoholic and like a party animal and she's never really got her shit together and Mm -hmm. she does like when you're first introduced to her she's being arrested from a kid's party um she does like escape escapism but she was like sleep like having sex with the the husband of the person that hired her at this kid's party and that's sort of like so she's like a real kind of like low life type and then the other guy the other son something horrible happened and he lost his daughter and he has basically renounced that he's even attached to it. And the whole story opens with a magic hit. So like a, a high ranking magician is murdered by use of magic. Somebody, and it's like not, you know, it's like parts of it. I, I can see the tangents to something like Harry Potter, but like the way that this guy's murdered, for example, is that somebody like possesses his child and stabs him to death. So it's like, it's very graphic and like very dark and fucked right. up. Um, but I, I almost feel, I, not that he has a, a, a record of doing this or something, but I, I, I feel our habit of doing this, but I, I keep expecting it to kind of run out of steam and then I'll buy the new issue when it comes out and I'm just like, oh, this just got even cooler. Right. So, and I can very, very easily see how it would be made into a TV show and that even makes me more excited. So it's kind of unusual. It's like, yeah, I'm excited to read the comic, but I'm also excited to see them turn it into a show because I feel like it would open it up to such a wider audience and I feel like it's something that people could just get very, very obsessed with. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's almost like it doesn't feel flaky, but it's almost like it's like purpose built for like westworld or game of thrones level you know it's like what are things that people love fucking harry potter and then there's also like people that love sort of like this sort of dark trend in tv shows they like gang stuff they like violence and like mashing those two things together right it's it's sick also the art is is gorgeous it's really it's really something so if you want to stay ahead of the curve and you want to be somebody who says that you read it before they turned it into a show, check it out. It's called The Magic Order. It's uh, comes out on Image Comics. There's four issues so far. Mm-hmm. Um, all good comic stores should carry it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. Sweet. All right, guys. Until next time, keep bluffing it.